0: You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have my boy in the place to be, J.O., of course, helping me to break down the classics once again. It's our first review of the year, y'all. Of course, we got started this year giving you re- reviews and recaps of what's to come, what we will be reviewing for the years of 1992 and 1997. We also did a feature on the movie Juice. And of course, y'all heard our latest bonus episodes about Record Release Tuesday. So we want to make sure that y'all had some good content coming in. But we're getting into our first review this year, y'all, and what is going to be an action-packed year. Once again, shout out to all the listeners stateside and worldwide. Thank you all for continuing to support the shows. The numbers are higher than ever, so continue to push the word out there and continue to spread the word to those hip-hop heads and music lovers out there who will love the content. As always, as you heard earlier in the show, you can always make sure to support us by two ways. One, joining our Facebook listener group, the private community, the Vault Podcast Record Club. My boy Jay's in it as well. He will protest to you. We have some dope content going on. We will be having as well a live chat coming up as well got some fun things coming up that i think y'all will like and of course we'll be having our first giveaway coming up in the last few days of the month for the best content in the group and as well you can support us on buy me a coffee which in the show notes you'll be able to find the link for the group and facebook and also our buy me a coffee if you want to go and support the show and drop a contribution to make sure that we can continue to open the vault and give you the content that you love and need as we always say here in the vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault. Hashtag nothing but the classics or MBTC. And Jay, our first review of the year, takes us back, of course, to 1997. And this album is something we talked about this film earlier, Juice, that we said that it was a cult classic movie. Well, this album is a cult classic album. Um, definitely something that when it came out. Touched a, uh, a a big portion of the masses because of one of their singles. But I think the album itself has grown a cult following over the years, especially the 25 years since it came out. So, of course, this is our first one up on tap for 2022. And then we go back to 1997. And we go back to January 28th. And the debut studio album from Camp Low, Uptown Saturday Night, released on Profile Records, distributed through Arista Records, and uh this this album Jay is something that came out right around the beginning of the year the singles coming out from this album of course were the biggest single everybody know which is Lucini aka this is it which was a super big hit for those of y'all who weren't around at that time or weren't paying attention Lucini is a track that throughout the 25 years since it's been out has grown such a big following and also Gives, I would say, Jay, uh, you, gives you a certain bit of a feeling when you hear that beat first drop, that you know what's coming up. And just the feeling that the song gives you is really what I think introduced a lot of the public to Camp Low. But then another single on the album, Cooley High, was something that a lot of us heard from the previous year um, that came out also on the Great White Hype soundtrack. And then sort of made its way through the airwaves at the beginning parts of the Internet. And then also to those who were sort of paying attention on uh, Rap City and those type of shows to hear that song and then the third single which is sort of a lower a smaller single was the black nostalgia aka come on which was the last single that sort of came out on this album but this this album j really gained a cult following since it was released in 1997 so we're gonna get a little bit into it i wanted to read this passage from uh this website it's from vinyl me please And the name of the article is called Where Camp Low We're Coming From on the Bending Language in Uptown Saturday Night. So it says, How much fly shit can two Bronx brothers tuck into an uptown flow? Concerning the syllabic acrobatics of Geechee Suede and Sonny Chiba, the two members of Camp Low, known and revered as Camp Low two ROM technicians with an immutable sense of history and an ineffable knack of coding life behind the bars. In less pretty words, they walk through the past to the future even when we don't fully know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. And, <laughs> and therein <laughs> lies the first concern, the we of the whole thing. Decades removed from the shiny suits with no socks and Moat on tap. If we speak on we, clearly we, the folks reading this preview, ain't the we these brothers designed the game for. Camp Lowe's comprised of two slick-tongued Bronx cats trapped in a black exploitation flick, indulging themselves in every way the world bends their words. The superpower throwing an Uptown NYC life into colors unseen before they entered it. The we they know takes the two train every day, runs amok at the park jam, perhaps pulls off the common diamond heist. A member of Uptown Wee got the Roberta Flack on slap as they swoon with the lover herb crumpled onto the vega, or somewhere in the Swiss Alps, frolicking in debauchery. All that to say, whether commoner or hustler, you can peep game if the wee is what you ain't. Interesting. And I think I wanted to read that because I was doing my research in this album this week. I thought that this was a telling paragraph that sort of wraps up what Uptown Saturday Night was. And, you know, listening to it this week, I actually had to dig a little bit further into it just upon first blush because I didn't want to get caught up in the fact of you know, the air of recency of getting involved in what my ears are listening to now and not really fully capturing what the moment was back then and also appreciating it for what it is now. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. And with that, we're going to get it kicked off.
1: First thoughts and reflections.
0: So, Jay, we're going to get started off. I'm going to kick it to you. And let's talk about Camp Lowe's Uptown Saturday night. So just a flashback of where you were when, you first heard the joint, especially when you first heard Luchini, and then the album when you first listened to it. What you thought about it back then, and then listening to it now, what your thoughts are.
1: All right, best. So yeah, of course, flashback to nineteen ninety seven. Was in high school, tenth grade to be specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, like with everybody else, like the first one, I, the first song I heard was Luchini, So you know how the joint kind of starts in with that like retro type of that be with that New Yorkish feel. You know what I'm saying, like. Mm-hmm. Because I yep. always thought Campbell was kind of retro, retro, you know, with the whole 70s theme, even though, like, mm-hmm. a lot of production came from, like, sample, like, 70s music. But yeah. they took it a step further as far as, like, the wardrobe and, like, you know, the lingo and things like that. Mm-hmm. Luccini And, of course, production was, was slamming and the flow was slamming. Of course, I had the same gripe, which you kind of touched on earlier, like, what the hell are they talking about? Right. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? like, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then so okay, I'm thinking like I'm I'm steady like nah my head, okay obviously I rock with this joint so end up getting the album, listen to it like you know, being thoroughly satisfied with it, but still with that same complaint like what are they talking about right like, yeah I mean because I was somewhat yeah <laughs> hip like you know what I'm saying like stuff from the '70s and all like that but yeah for them to put it into like you know rhyme form and all like that it's like again what the hell are they talking about
0: yeah um, right
1: and, and that might be a recurring theme of what i want to say throughout this whole yeah, episode so just right. heads up yeah um fast forward to now it's still pretty much the same thing like what the what the hell are they talking about because i mean i've heard like other stuff they put out more recently and it's still kind of the same yeah the same consistency in that sense yeah um mm-hmm. but yeah i'm trying to think what else with like back then like um, one thing I did like, I mean, I don't know if you recall this, like, but remember when their videos like they would be the main song then at the end of the song would be another song they introduce. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I love like, you know, like of course I was rocking with Luccini, but then Swing came on. I think it was um Butterfly from Diggable Plants if now, I was mistaken, on that journey. But yeah. um Little the way they came in that dun 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 dun
0: dun dun like, dun, dun, dun let me wrong. And then the same thing I with got um, mine and that's my thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so then the same thing with I think it was um Black nostalgic, yeah. Black nostalgic, yeah. Uh huh. Was rocking that joint, like the video, of course, like the cold good times theme. But then mm-hmm. at the end of the joint, the joint for um Crystal Carrington came in. That shit just sounded so sinister to me, mm-hmm. like yeah, was, like yeah, set, like them some type of seventies like crime syndicate type shit. Yeah, and, exactly, like a caper. <laughs> yeah so, like, like a caper, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like they about to tell you like hop in, like you about to get on some type of like high speed chase or some shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah. So like um. You no, know, definitely animated dudes and everything like that, but again, my old thing was like, What the hell y'all talking about? Yeah. Now, <laughs> I think that's something that everyone sorta, of,
0: you know, about with Campbell and I think that's part of their allure. What makes mm-hmm. people so intriguing? Because I'll sort of get into it in a little bit, but I was a little bit remiss. So the producers before we got into a runtime of 54 minutes and 19 seconds recorded at D&D Studios, the famous D&D Studios oh, and man. New World Studios in New York City. Uh, makes sense because of who are they working with. Runtime of 54 minutes and 19 seconds. The executive producer, Il Will Fulton, and of course, the majority of the production on this done none other than Ski, a.k.a. DJ Ski, a.k.a. Ski Beats. One song produced by True Glory to Jov, or Plug 2 from De La Soul. Some of the features they had on this as well, along with True uh, Dove, was uh, Butterfly, you name them, from Diggable Platts. Um, Also Jungle Brown, Karachi Raw, Bones. Um, So those were the features that they had on... This album, the cover of the album, as you mentioned, the Good Times theme that you sort of have from Black Nostalgia was a homage towards Marvin Gaye's I Want You, which featured the painting of Sugar Shack by Ernie Barnes, which everybody remembers from Good Times. So, you know, that's where we, the eye kind of got caught from the album cover, that iconic album cover that nobody can forget by looking at it. So, um, but my take on Camp Low and Uptown Saturday Night. So, I mean, again, like you, I heard Lucini, but then I remembered once going and listening to the album and digging into their catalog that I actually heard "Cooly High before I heard Lucini. but obviously Lucini is the single that grabbed everybody's <clears throat> attention because you remember watching that video as it came on Rap City, because I think that was the first time I saw it, and then I ended up seeing it on the box like many different times after that, because, you know, once people grabbed the whole of a video, and it got onto the box and people started grabbing onto it. And you would see it on the box like randomly. And of course there are some, there are some throwbacks. They are some guys that when listening to them and also seeing the videos and the visuals from not only that album, but albums afterwards, they really are sort of like a mixture of so many different other things. I mean, it's like the seventies culture and then it's sort of like that whole slang, like, you know, what, you know, daddy vibe, like cool cat, Like dudes strolling the avenue in a Cadillac with Kangos and, you know, and fedoras and leather jackets with corduroys, you know what I'm saying? with some la la rolled up in some papers, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, smoking a spliff in some papers, riding on the avenue at 25, 35 miles an hour. They weren't really gangster, but they talked about some gangster shit in some of their rhymes. I mean, it's one of the things I could pull off from a couple of the songs. They were talking about, you know, a heist and shit like that. Other times when, of course, a fight, them looking for a dude and a confrontation that they had, you know. But it was really, like, sort of, like, smooth laid back. Like, listening to it back then... Of course, it was head nodders because the production on this by Ski is ridiculous. I'd even say, man, of all the albums we'll cover in 1997, this is definitely in my top five of best produced albums. As far as the beats are concerned And the production is probably in my top five of albums in 1997, just off for of production alone. But then when you get into yeah. Geechee Suede and the Sunny Chiba, the, even back then, I could sort of notice the sort of the uh the dichotomy between the two of them. This the the different styles between Sonny Chiba and Geechee Sway. And Geechee's got that sort of like, you know, sorta of somewhat rapid fire. Not sorta of rapid fire, but sort of staccato, but it's uh it's you know, he was smooth with it. And then Sonny Chiba was a different type of smooth. And that voice that he had, again, we talk about unique voices in hip hop. Sonny Chiba had a very, very unique voice. His flow was very unique. And as you said, there is times when you listen to it and you're like damn, this shit sounds smooth, they flowing, but what the fuck are these niggas talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like you do struggle with it, and I I dealt with that the first time because I'm not going to lie. I listened to this joint this week coming up, getting ready for the review of this album, and it was the first time I think I had listened to it in a while, all the way through. So I found myself the first time listening to it more so Focused on the words and seeing like, you know, the rhyme patterns and everything else. And then I kind of got lost into the reason what made me intrigued by Camp Lowe in the first place. It was the production. It was the fact that it seemed like a throwback and they were sort of like transporting us through a different sort of time, a time that existed in New York, a time that existed in America with cats when they were sort of talking. And sometimes you really didn't know what the fuck they were talking about because of the damn slang. And it became translatable through time. So after listening to it a couple of more times over the week, I sort of said, ah, yes, this is the reason why I fuck with them back in the day. It really is that smooth flow that even whether they were they were rhyming. And I sort of likened it to the fact that, you know, I don't know if you remember, Jay, listening to Little Brothers to listen in and on whatever they say. uh, Fonte's second verse, the nigga didn't rhyme an entire word. But and he let you know at the end of the word. It was just so smooth, though. At the end of the verse, he said, I got your head still bobbing and my verse didn't rhyme. So it was like, okay. So I likened it to that word, to that phrase that he said in that rhyme. It's like sometimes these niggas weren't rhyming in their in their rhymes, but the shit was just so smooth. The delivery fit the beats that they were rhyming over that it was just like, oh, OK, this is why I fuck with these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Even though I can't decipher everything, what the fuck they're saying. I don't know what the fuck some of these songs are about, but, you know. It's clever. Like, the thing that they said about in the article, bending, their their bending vocabulary, that's what I think more so than anything else is that what sort of caught me up. It was, The style was unorthodox. But it wasn't unorthodox in a bad way all the time. It was something just that... You had to sort of decipher it, sort of like learning a foreign language, right? Like, what do you, do you hear a foreign language for the first time? And you're like, what the fuck are these motherfuckers talking about? But then when you take a class and you understand what the words mean, then it's like, ah, okay, I get it. And that's what I think it was with me for Camp Low, especially after listening to him for not listening to this album all the way through. So there was my my first reactions, And to me, I think, like I said, the production on this is really the soundtrack. Like, you feel like you're back in a 70s movie, like, I almost sort of feel like the same way listening to this, like the way that I did listening to Silk Sonic because the music was so throwback. You know what I mean? Like it really felt like you were back in the seventies and shout out to Ski Beats. We know Ski does his thing. As a matter of fact, Ski was pulled off of this project to go produce for reasonable doubt. So while he was crafting this joint, he was actually tagged by Rockefeller to go produce those three tracks for reasonable doubt. And we know what a, what a classic that was. So yeah, man. So now we'll go into our next segment and we'll kick that off.
1: Highlights and lowlights.
0: So Highlights, Jay, we'll go ahead and ask you, man, what were your highlights from listening to Uptown Saturday nights and any lowlights,
1: if you have them? Uh, highlights, of course, would be Luchini, Crystal Carrington, of course, Cooley High. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I might rub some feathers with this one, because like, I've talked about this album with other people, but mm-hmm. I was rocking with Nero League, too, man. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, yes. Really rocking with that joint. Yes. Did I say black nostalgic? I don't think I did, but I'm not saying it's a highlight. Okay. Killing them softly, I was rocking with that one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Lowlights. I Man, I would skip past Sparkle. Not saying it was whack, but like I would mm. just tend to skip past that one. Yeah, okay. And, and rocking the Spanish Harlem, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are your low Lights. Yeah.
0: True. So my highlights on this, obviously, um, Lucchini and Cooley High. Those are the two first songs that I had. The Cooley High track really is something I mean, that really does take you sort of like in that, I don't know what the what the word I guess you could like you could think about. Like sort of like that fantasy fantasy music that you used to hear back in the 70s, that sort of transports you to a different place. Like just the feel of that song from the beat to the flow sort of just takes me to like, you know, that, you know, journey to Atlantis. You know what I'm saying? Like right. sort of like that fantasy music with the strings and like the scents and everything like that, just psychedelic, sort of takes you to that place. I mean, Luchini... That that speaks to it itself, man. Like you could make an argument that Luchini is probably a top fifty hip hop song of all time. Like once you take the beat, the lyrics, the hook, and everything, the hooks on this joint, I think, were all phenomenal. I mean, I think that's one of the highlights to me overall about the album. Uh, Crystal Carrington, obviously, like you said, that that music, that beat and what they were talking about. Like, it sounded like a caper, you know what I mean? Like caper music, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a 1970s, like a, uh, a crime series, sort of like mod squad, you know what I'm saying? So like, you felt like you were going through some shit like that. Um, B-Side of Hollywood, obviously, with Dove, I mean, that was a that was really cool to really see the collaborations on this between some other MCs, I thought was a highlight as well. Hence, one of the reasons why I love Swing um, with Butterfly. I mean, it was a really short track. It actually is the shortest track on here, but, you know, really impactful, especially that beat and then the sort of Geechee and Butterfly going back and forth on that, so gotta love yeah, that I had
1: to say swing too but yeah rock with that one yeah
0: Black Connection I thought was another good one too Killing Them Softly sort of the play that you get between Geechee Sway and, and Sonny Chiba which the back and forth between the two of them I think is sort of a is a highlight to me as well because you sort of get that contrast between the two of them and you get sort of like that staccato sort of rapid fire flow from that and then you get sort of the smooth talk like I kind of feel like you know Geechee was probably if there was a, a, a you know a couple of cats growing up in the 70s Geechee was that guy that was sort of a little bit more direct and Sonny was sort of like that smooth talking, like, hey, baby, what you know jive type shit. You know what I mean? Like the cool player, like the one because he was the nigga in the video, was always smiling, like he had a permanent grin on his face. You know what I mean?
2: Right.
0: So. <laughs> True. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I love Negro League and Nicky Barnes too, black nostalgia. I mean, uh, to Relo lights, I would have to agree with you. Not to say that, that Sparkle is a bad song. I actually like the Mr. Midnight mix better than the original one. Another one, I mean, Spanish Harlem probably would have to be another one. I mean, it's just another one. It's just a song that's kind of hard to sort of, as a contrast to the other songs, like the other songs sort of have this feel to them. And I don't think you really get the same thing with rocking it in Spanish Harlem. But for that, other than that, man, really the only low lights that I have, I mean, obviously it does take some time to really get used to and listening to what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, but there are some songs that if you go through and listen to them again, you can get the idea that this is the theme that they're sort of talking about, especially with swing, you know what they're talking about during swing, you know, um, same thing with black connection and killing them softly. I mean, black and Jack is a, is a great, you know, that's just like, you know, like literally like just out of a scene in good times. You know what I mean? So, So, yeah, I mean, those are the highlights. Um, Obviously, overall, the production I think here is great. I think Ski has a really good chemistry with Camp Lowe, and it's crazy because he's the one who introduced Sonny Chiba and Geechee Sway to each other. They met each other and decided to form a group, and it took a while for them to get on, and uh, Ski really formed a connection with them, and you could see that connection has fostered itself over not just this album, but a few other albums he's produced for them in full. And we know at times when you have a situation, hence the Nas albums with Hit Boy that we've seen recently, even with Gangstar, with Guru and Premier, when you have one producer that sort of works with the art with the artist and they carry that through through the whole project, how you can sort of get a cohesiveness with that. So, yeah, I mean, those are just overall, like I said, the. Contract between Geechee Suede and Sunny Chiba, the guest spots on here. A couple of tracks that I could sort of do without, but other than that, man, I think very, very good overall, and um, not a whole lot that I would skip. Notable quotables. So now we're getting to notable quotables. Um, Jay, uh, we want to see what you had possibly for this. What's your notable quotable from uh, Uptown Saturday Night?
1: Got two, but actually I'm going to start the first one was from um, Negro League. Okay. Matter of fact, it was Geechee Swage verse. Like, I actually remember listening to this on my way home one day, like, I was about to cross Riggs Road on the Eastern Avenue to go to, um, past Eastern Avenue. I just remember, like, stopping almost, like, not in the middle of the street, everybody, but, like, right before, like, I, cr- I crossed. So, like, I mm-hmm. listen to this verse. <laughs> he was, like, and trying to get through it because he was just, the way he was just flowing, I don't know if I can capture it. He was, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we positioned this to search for some emerge, almost, you know, underthinning Gambino, you know, find a spot in Rio. my clear from trying to clinch the and torpedo the Hummer? I'm announcing that for the Versace face and the cause the rise of the unforbidden true and living seeds do just love nothing else keep it low like mm-hmm. yeah i think i remember that verse like, yeah, that verse like, yeah 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 man and then like i mean i just to say i mean everybody else got off in that too but like he just mm-hmm. like took over that song in my opinion yeah he did
0: i think um, he definitely had some some uh some highlights on that joint though definitely his flows on that joint
1: yeah and then um Another one's from Sonny Cheap on sunny cheapo and, um, Crystal Carrington, like mm-hmm. and again this still falls in the header of like what the hell are they talking about, but mm-hmm. it just sounded so smooth. Yeah. Give the caramel, the Cinderella, hold the fella tight, make the octopusy do the watch too, see for the night. Call me by my first name, cheapest, sit the tank divas in my center sex. Get the intersect, it's the kid. But she make me want to holler, pass a dollar with class, sucky, sucky for the nucky. meditating on the as Dr. Feel Good, but I feel good when I splash, keep me out maybe maybe the Hunky Pie Sea World. Mm-hmm. Flows like a mug, but like, yeah. what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, you can pick up a little bit of stuff in there too, but yeah, 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 it's like it does sort of take you off into a direction you're like, all right, I was following you for a quick second, but now I'm lost again. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel you I feel you yeah so so my actual notable quotable comes from Swing and it's from Geechee Sway's first verse after you know in the beginning of the song you know it, it definitely is one of my highlights it's like the photographs, the stash, to the alley bar, the handy splash, trying out to crash, swerving, got the lalo on the dash, getting bent up in the armor truck, Stuck him for his glam, shit is candy yams, now we moving on to Asia land. They're using the cyber vision for the Valentino Garbani. fuck Armani As we above these climbs, heist the harbors, word to God, father's getting bleed, chasing on somebody down to Venice, telling my son about alley running the ways. That's how we got it, cuz, now they got us blaming at the fuzz, it's all gun and poses out in bed, the robber's getting shugged, wrap him in the rug, leave him on the roof till he stink, hit the pool hall, flare the calicole and watch him blink moving on the Picassos, painting my portraits in the condos, because when the low blows, when the low does, when donos. So, yeah, that was a great way to begin that song, and then being able to have Butterfly come up after that and follow that up with a nice verse. So, yeah, and a short song. Like I said, the shortest song on there, but to me that was a definite highlight and really short and sweet. You know what I mean? So that's another song that had a caper feel to it as well. And if I think you remember that, I remember that part of the end of Lucchini, it sort of like had them getting out of the car with the mask, like the robbery mask on their face, and right, they yeah. when they started that joint, and then he got in the joint. And they both took their mask off and it was rapping. So yeah, it sort of had a caper feel to that one as well, man. So yeah, oh, the quotables, like I said. Some of the times just don't know every time what the fuck they're saying, but the <laughs> shit just sounds good because it's smooth as fuck. Like you know what I mean? Right. It's smooth as hell. So it's like it it didn't. It's like you deal with niggas who sometimes you don't know what they're talking about and they don't rhyme and the shit doesn't flow. But the shit flowed. So that's the one thing I have to give them credit for is that it was never feel like it's like sort of like the way I feel like you was ciphers back in the day. You had that one nigga that couldn't rhyme, was always trying to freestyle. He couldn't freestyle. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you have shit like that, and then sometimes you have shit like this, and it flows. So now we have that, of course, man, we're going to wrap it up with, you know what?
1: Final verdict.
0: So, Jay, here we are, man. We reviewed the album. Now we're here. Time for the final verdict. The test of time to see what it is. Do we think it's a certified classic, borderline classic, a classic just in this time, or not a classic at all? So what say you about Uptown Saturday Night with
1: Camp Low? I'm not going to wrestle back and forth with this. I mean, given, like, the confusion of the lyrics and everything, but I'm still going to give it a classic rating. Okay. Out of 10, what would you give it? i uh, probably say 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. So I'm yep. going to go Certified
0: Classic as well, and I'm going to go 8 out of 10 as well with this one. I think that the cult following of this album has really made it, brought it up. Exactly. I mean, I thought that over the years, people have understood, you know, really, production-wise, this is this is just amazing. This is 10 out of 10 production-wise. It's uh, Ski Beats probably at his finest, some of his finest work that he's done over the years, and that's singing a lot, but what he's produced and what he did on Reasonable Doubt, what he did on... Uh, volume 2, what he's done with joint, other stuff he's done with Camp Lo, other rappers. So really, you got to give him what he's done with Currency. You know what I'm saying? So this is probably, I think, some of his best work that he's done in his career. Lyric-wise and flow-wise, I'm probably giving it somewhere between a 7 and an 8 out of 10. But I think the flow makes up for anything in regards to you not being able to understand all the time what they're saying. But it is a throwback. and It does sort of take you back to a time, you know, and brings you back to a time in history and that slang that really wasn't something that was Frequent during that time you know and they were different they were a different kind of cats they weren't gangster you know what i'm saying they weren't you know corny or nothing like that they really kind of fit into their own lane they stayed in that lane so i always kind of respected them for that and this really was the album that started it all so certified classic eight out of ten jay says eight out of ten as well for camp blows uptown saturday night Definitely one of the most requested vinyls out there for people to have in their possession. I think I was looking around, Jay, and I was looking in the record stores online just to see if this is available on vinyl places. And everywhere I looked, when I looked for this joint, it was either two things. it was One, it was sold out, or the price of the vinyl was so ridiculously expensive that it was like, damn, I don't think that I can fuck with this shit. And I think it's because it's become a bit of a collector's item over the year, not just because of... um, Because of the music and the record, but then also just having something like that in your collection with that cover. I think that cover piece, man, with the art is something that people, when you see it, you think, okay, that's Uptown Saturday Night. Without a shadow of a doubt, when you see that cover, you know it's Uptown Saturday Night. But everywhere I've looked to try to go to get that vinyl, man, it's either been sold out or what's happened is it's expensive and it's like, oh, damn, I don't think I could spend... However much money, sixty something dollars, eighty something dollars on this vinyl because
1: obviously nah, it's just, just as, it up here. I'm seeing
0: one thirty and yeah, one thirty. Yeah, people on eBay Shh. were sending them joints for like two hundred dollars. I'm like, yo, no way, no way. You, yeah, probably, John, you did, could probably you could probably make your own vinyl for that much money. You know what I mean? So it's, but yeah, it's a uh, definitely would be a great, col- a great one for your collection. I know that eventually when I'm rebuilding my vinyl collection, it's something that I would want. And they uh, have they did make actually a. Del- Lexan anniversary issue and a few years back when the album turned 20 they actually did a performance in New York City and the good thing about this Jay is that Camp Low was still doing shows out there and they um, are still touring and they came out with some albums a few years back with Ski Man so shout out to Camp Low shout out to Uptown Saturday Night make sure y'all go check it out and listen to it wherever you stream and listen to music and of course if you're getting the vinyl Good luck to you if you can go ahead and get it because yeah I wasn't successful and if you are be prepared to pay a grip because people have it out there hot in the streets and they are after it and that is going to wrap up yet another edition of the Vault. Please make sure that you are checking us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also visit us on our website, vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. As you're on the website, you can listen to all of our episodes, get to all of our streaming sources there, as well as all of our social media pages. You can write a review, leave us a voicemail, join the mailing list, and of course, Visit us to get to our private Facebook community, the Vault Podcast Record Club. Click on the link to get to the Facebook group, answer the questions, and you're in. And then, of course, our buy me a coffee. You can go there, support the show, to make sure that we can continue bringing you content that you love and need to hear visiting vaultclassicpod.com. Once again, that's vaultclassicpod.com. And you can reach us on social media on at Vault Classic Pod on Instagram, at Vault Classic on Twitter, and the regular Facebook group for the podcast, the Vault Classic Music Reviews podcast on Facebook, and also search for it on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube, like the Facebook page, and of course, join that Facebook community when you can. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support, and if you have a friend, tell a friend, and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big, because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate, because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault.
1: Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com.